Praise the Lord. It's time to look to the Word of God. Well, this morning, don't let your bones get brittle. Start with Jeremiah 8 and verse 22. The Bible says, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? The lament of Jeremiah crying out to the Lord. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no doctor there? Why then is the health of the people, the people of God, not recovered? Is there no balm in Gilead? Well, of course there is, and there was. On the mountains of Gilead, just across the Jordan in the land of God's people, healing ointments would be brought from there to heal the people. There is a balm in Gilead. Is there no physician there? Is there no doctor there? Is there no rofe there? Well, of course there is. Has Jehovah rofe forsaken his land and forsaken his people? Has Dr. Jesus left the house, left the meeting? The physician is there. The healing balm is there. The Lord is there to heal, to minister to his people. But look, Jeremiah says, why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? Why is there no recovery for the people of the Lord? It's a good question. It's a good question. I want to reference A.B. Simpson this morning, Albert Benjamin Simpson. He lived 1843 to 1919. He was the, he's a minister and founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. By virtue of the impact and influence of his ministry, we know it today basically as the Alliance Church. He was by his own testimony a sickly man. He said, for more than 20 years, I was a sufferer of, from many physical infirmities and disabilities. At age 14, he came near death and dedicated and consecrated his life to God fully, but still encountered many ongoing collapses in health. At age 21, he became the pastor of a fairly large city church and broke down with heart trouble, pastored both in Canada and United States of America. He labored on with constant remedies and preventatives. Then came two other collapses in health. He was considered a hard and successful worker, but people always thought him, quote his words, delicate, and he tired of their continual sympathizing. He finally got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And in 1881, he cast himself upon the Lord as his healer. He deeply sought the scriptures. He called on the Lord and was marvelously healed. He became strong in body, and healing truth and miracle cures began to accompany his ministry with thousands of healings reported. Began to preach as an evangelist and go through the cities and towns and preach the gospel. He didn't push healing but offered healing. He offered hope and sought to encourage a healing response and process in the heart of God's people. He said these words, I never felt called to urge anyone to accept divine healing. I have found it better to present the truth and let God lead them. 
I never felt called to urge anyone to accept divine healing. I have found it better to present the truth and let God lead them. He authored the outstanding book, The Gospel of Healing. It's a strong dose of medicine. It's more than perhaps the average evangelical palate can handle today. But it's time we looked at the healing of the Lord and took it more seriously. Believe God. Is there no balm in Gilead? Of course there is. Is there no rofe, no doctor there? Of course there is. His name is Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jehovah Rophe, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Dr. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is Lord. Get into the Word. The Word will heal your flesh. Let's take in some scriptures this morning and allow the Holy Spirit to build up a spirit of faith in us and a confidence in the promises of God. Hebrews 4.12 for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Bible says the word of God is alive. It's living. It has power. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It'll go down and divide between soul and spirit. It'll go down and deal with our spiritual problems if we take it in. It will deal with our emotions, our mind, our will, our stubbornness. The Word of God will go down and convict us of sin. It can pierce to the very innermost part of our lives, but it also can, work, can also pierce into the joints and the marrow and bring healing to the body. That word can go down into our lives and cure cancers and cut out diseases and sicknesses. It can heal ligaments and tendons and bones because the power of God is in that word. God says, my word will go down into your life if you receive it, if you take it in. It will pierce to the spirit. It'll pierce to the soul. It'll pierce into the body and heal your flesh and bring life to you in all areas of your being. The Word of God is quick and powerful. Psalm 107 and verse 20 says, He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions, from their afflictions. He sent His Word and healed them. Proverbs 3.8, Take in the words of the Lord. Walk with God. It will be health to your flesh. Health to your flesh and watering or moistening to your bones. It'll be medicine to your flesh, the marginal says, and it will be watering or moistening to your bones. Don't let your bones get brittle. Take in the Word of God. Live your life in the Word of God. Receive the Word of God. It's quick and powerful. It's medicine to your flesh, and it's moistening to your bones. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. 
Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to the scriptures. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Guard them as a sacred treasure, those holy promises of God. Guard them as a treasure in your heart. They are life to those who find them. We live beyond biological life. We live beyond human life. We live in the life of God. His life has touched us, divine life. The zoe of God is in our being. They are life to those that find them, and they are health to all their flesh. Health to all their flesh. One of the reasons that it's so difficult to watch the TV news or even TV programming in general is because of the constant barrage of medical advertising. At least it is to me. Endless prescriptions and cures and treatments for whatever ails you or even if you don't know what ails you or prospective problems you might have in the years and decades to come. Treatments and cures and prescriptions and fears and anxieties and problems related to the human body and what might go wrong with us and the sicknesses and ailments that might come upon us. And you know what? The world takes in that report all day long. It takes that report in day and night, gets down into their spirit, gets down into the formation of their belief system. They don't have any other report. They don't hear the report of the Lord. They don't hear about Jehovah Rophe, but we do. They don't hear the Word of God. The Word of God will heal your flesh. The Word of God will go down into your joints and marrow, but we do. Who has believed our report? Isaiah 53, 1. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit standing back from the crowd. Who has believed our report? It's not reported much, the report of the Lord. It's hard for God to get his word, to get his report into the mix of the report of this world. And that's why we go to the word of God. What is the Lord's report? Who has believed our report, God says, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Well, here's his report. Isaiah 53, 4 to 5. Surely Christ has borne our griefs. Hebrew sicknesses. Surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, and carried our sorrows or pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. That's the report of the Lord. God says, who has believed our report? He sent his word and healed them. Matthew 8, 16 to 17, Jesus came in his ministry, came to heal the sick, raise the dead, touch the people with God's life. Verse 16 says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. He cast out the spirits of the word, people afflicted by demonic agents, and healed all who were sick. 
that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. There's healing in Jesus Christ. There's healing in his word. There's a healing anointing in the presence of the Lord. Smith Wigglesworth, outstanding evangelist of the early to mid-1900s, passed away in 1947. He grew up in the late 1800s, called of God as a healing minister and evangelist. He lived in a time when science was becoming the new religion. The late 1800s, evolution and what science could do, and science can cure the problems of man. Science can deal with any affliction that man has, progressed into eugenics and other demonic, devilish doctrines. God used him in great healing, and he said these words, living in a day when science was the religion of the masses. Said, I can see the ministry of healing is going to get more difficult. It is always difficult when you have to contend with unbelief. There are already too many remedies in which people put their trust. But I can see that it will get worse until it will be, it will be hard to get people to believe at all. We have become such a drug-conscious society that in many ways, in many cases, the aspirin bottle is more important than the anointing bottle. The aspirin bottle used much. The anointing bottle used little. When people take medicine, they're on a prescription. My, how carefully they follow the instructions. Three times a day, they'll break their schedule. Set their alarm in the middle of the night if they have to. Got to follow the doctor's orders. What did the doctor say? Got to take the medicine at the right time. I wonder what would happen to us if we were that meticulous about the Word of God. I wonder what would happen if we started anointing our body three times a day and calling on the promise of God, the healing of our doctor, Jehovah Rophe, the healing of Jesus Christ. I wonder what would happen to us. Is there no balm in Gilead? Of course there is. Is there no Rophe, no doctor there? Of course there is. Why then is the health of the people of God not recovered? Isaiah 58 and verse 11. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. The Lord will guide you. These are the promises of the Lord. The Bible says in 2 Peter that unto us have been given exceeding great and precious promises, that by, by these we might be partakers of the divine nature. 
We might take on God quality in our lives and God help, their life to those that find them, their health to all their flesh. The Lord will guide you continually. He'll satisfy your soul in drought. He'll strengthen your bones. He'll put moisture in your bones. You will be blessed as with fatness and marrow. He sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them. I want to reference another great man of God, lived through the entire 1800s, born in 1805 and went on to be with the Lord 1895 or 97. His name was George Mueller. He was a German man, Prussia, but he moved to England to attend biblical studies, felt the call of God on his life, and he began pastoring, but he was used by God to raise up a ministry and an orphanage in Bristol, England. Bristol, England. Preaching the gospel, but there was always something in him. I want to raise up an orphanage in England. And so he became legendary for praying in the provision of God. He lived a faith life in ministry. He said he's going to depend totally on God and pray for the needs that he has. He never let people know his needs, only the Lord. His faith was tested and tried at times, stretched beyond measure, but the provision of the Lord never failed, even, even when it waited till the midnight hour or supper hour. He began an orphanage slowly, and then at its height, it cared for 2,000 children every day, year after year. He prayed in the provision. People knew about the ministry. People had a heart to help. Besides praying in and pouring out into the orphanage in his own city, he poured vast resources into foreign fields in support of viable ministries. He documented every prayer request. He said in his lifetime, he had it recorded. He received answers to 50,000 prayers. When he'd pray for something and the provision would come in, it didn't matter if it was one British pound, a thousand British pounds, a few shillings, somebody brought some lunch for the children, he recorded it as an answer to prayer. 50,000 prayers, he said, were answered, and 5,000, he said, of those 50 were answered on the very day they were prayed. Man who walked with God, sought the Lord. But here's what's so interesting. You know, at the end of his life as well, he traveled as a missionary. He had sowed into many foreign fields, and now he was reaping the reward of being able to labor there. He was a man of prayer and a man of the word. At the end of his life, listen to this. He affirmed that he had read the Bible through approximately 200 times, 100 of which were on his knees. Praying, calling on God, reading the word, taking, into, taking it into his spirit. Approximately, he read the Bible through approximately three times a year in his adult life. And many Christians today can't get through it once. He sent his word and healed them. Let's get in the word. Let's stay in the Word. Let's live in the Word. 
Read the Word. Read piles of it. You don't have to understand everything you're reading. Just read it. It'll heal your flesh. It'll strengthen your bones. It'll keep your bones from getting brittle. It'll minister to your flesh, your spirit, your soul, your mind. When you eat your food, you don't have to know every vitamin and mineral that's in the food for it to work. The vitamins and minerals and properties that are in the food go to work in your body, whether you understand all about them or not. And that's how the Word of God is. We don't have to analyze every verse, every chapter. I don't understand that. I'm not going to read that book because I don't know what it's talking about. Just read the Word. Understanding will come. Slowly it'll come. Grow in the knowledge of the Lord. But read the Word. Take in the Word. It will be health to your flesh and life to your bones. Just take it in. I traveled with a man for a number of years to the mission field, 13 trips to India. I think he was on 11 or 12 of them. And he was a fellow that could tell you every vitamin, every mineral, in every item of food you were eating. Sat down for a meal, he'd tell you the properties in there. I mean, every time you sat down a meal, almost, it was like you were in a, you know, um, chemical and botanical clinic. This is good for that part of the body. This is good for that part of the body. This will work for those or internal organs. Sometimes you just wanted to eat your food. <laughs> I just don't want to dissect the food. I just want to enjoy the food. The craziest thing of all is that his name was Herb. Be careful what you call your children. <laughs> if you wanted to know anything about herbs, all you had to do was ask Herb. <laughs> Get in the Word. Take in the Word. Become strong. The Apostle John said, I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the Word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the devil. I've written to you, you're strong because the Word of God lives in you. It's powerful in you. And you've overcome the wicked one. You've overcome the flesh. You've overcome the world. Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. A living word. Let's have the worship team come. Let me go down a few points really quickly this morning. Number one, the Word will heal our body. Proverbs 4.22, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Number two, the word will keep us from sin. Psalm 119.11, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Number three, the word will set us on fire for God. Jeremiah 23, 29, is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, fire that burns in our bones. Number four, the word will deal with our hard-heartedness, our reluctance, our stubbornness, our annoyance. Jeremiah 3, 29, 
Is not my word like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Breaks the rock in pieces. Dealing with some difficult aspects in your personality, in your character? Just read the Word of God. Start reading the Word of God by the hour. Take it in. Take it in. Why did you read it two times this year? See what happens in your life. Number five, the Word will surround us and protect us. Psalm 91.4, he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. The shield mentioned there was the larger shield, the general shield. The word is a general shield to our life, and buckler is the small handheld shield that you need in close combat in specific warfare. The Word of God will help us generally, and it will help us specifically in the warfare of life. It will surround us and protect us. Number six, the Word will build us up and give us an inheritance. Acts 20, 32, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Number seven, final, the word will sustain us. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, proceeds, present tense, not past tense, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We're sustained by a living word. We're not only sustained by natural food, by the bread of this world. We are sustained, Jesus said, by the very words of God. They put life in us. They make up for lack in our life. They're health to us. They're joy. Jeremiah said, your words were found and I did eat them. And your word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Jeremiah 15, 16. Take in the word of God. Take in the word of God. It's living. It's powerful. It'll break the report of the world. We need the report of the Lord in us. The Word of God speaks out in every situation. It is written. It is written. Doctrines of demons, false reports, foolishness of men. Men of this life who don't understand the spiritual aspects of the Christian life. Many things are said, many voices, many opinions are given out. But when the living Word of God is inside of you, it speaks against those words. It speaks against that report. Because out of our spirit is a life-giving word from the Lord. The word of God is living. It's powerful. It'll touch your spirit. It'll go down into your soul. It will heal your flesh. It'll go down into the joints and marrow. Don't let your bones get brittle. Take in the word of God. Live in the word of God. Spend hours in the word of God. Open the book, open the pages, begin to read chapter after chapter after chapter. Just let it flow into your heart. Let it minister to your spirit. 
God's nutrients, God's properties, God's life-giving power is in those words, whether you understand all about it or not. But it'll touch your life and change and transform you. Well, this morning, let's stand together in the presence of God. Word of healing today. The Bible says it. The believers, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We're believers here this morning and, you know, we can lay hands on ourselves. So if you're suffering from some ailment or some area of your body right now, lay hands on yourself this morning. Ask God for recovery. We're here earnestly desiring the gift of faith gifts of healings, workings of miracles, as the Bible says. We're calling on the Holy Spirit to touch our bodies, to change us, to transform us. There may be instantaneous healings this morning, miracle cures, or perhaps a seed of faith. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to take my Gospels three times a day. I'll even wake up in the night and I'm gonna take in a promise of God and call on the Lord. I'm gonna walk in those healing promises of God. I'm gonna give God a chance to heal my flesh. I'm gonna give the word of God an opportunity to minister to my body, spirit, soul, and body. The word of God is gonna break out my lethargy. It's gonna break out my iniquity. It's gonna break sin off my life. It's gonna break the darkness out of my mind. It's gonna break out my moodiness my melancholy nature. It's going to break out those things that hold me from walking in the liberty and freedom of God. And that word is going to come and I'm going to find my ligaments and my bones moistened and watered. And I'm going to find that I'm going to have better health in the days to come than I've had in the days right now because of the word of God. Because of the word of God. It's his promise. It's his promise. They are life to those that find them. To find something, you have to go seek it. They're life to those that find them and they're healing, they're medicine to all their flesh. What a promise of the Lord. What a promise of the Lord. Lord said to Ezekiel, can these bones live? Spirit of the Lord took him out into a valley, a people wasted by war, overcome in battle, strewn across the battlefield of earth. Bones dry and bleached and broken. Ezekiel, can these bones live? He said, Lord, you know. He said, Ezekiel, I want you to start prophesying to those bones. I want you to say to those bones, live. I want you to say to those bones, listen to this. I want you to say to those bones, hear the word of the Lord.
hear the word of the Lord. That's where our healing is. That's where the power is. That's the living strength of God. And so we start to prophesy the word of the Lord over our bones. We start to speak what God says. I am the Lord that heals thee. He heals all our diseases. He bore our sicknesses and our pains. The Lord will strengthen me. As your days, so shall your strength be. As your days, so shall your strength be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Came to touch our infirmities and heal our diseases and help us and recover us. Trials of faith. Times where we battle, but we hold on to the word of the Lord. Knowing the word of the Lord has the power to change us and transform us. So, Lord, this morning, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lay hands on your body this morning. And maybe as you go out from this place today, you say, I'm going to start anointing my body every day and believe God for my healing. I'm going to start taking in the Word of God. I'm going to start reading piles piles of the Word of God. I'm just going to let it seep into my system and change me and transform me because the power is in the living Word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God shall man live. Let's begin to pray and let's begin to praise the Lord this morning. Magnify the name of the Lord.